today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie Stronger legislation and increased penalties are needed for Garthi to combat knife crime and keep our streets safe. Well, that's according to Michael Ring, the Fine Gael TD for Mayo, and he joins me on the line. We're also joined here in the studio by John Lonergan, former governor of Mountjoy Prison. And thank you both for being with me today to discuss this. So, Michael, what's your issue firstly on all of this? Well, Claire, my issue is very simply there's too much knife crime in this country at the moment and there's too many people carrying knives and I think the law needs to be strengthened. And I'll just, just give you an example. Last year alone, uh, the Gardaí up to the 4th of December, they took uh, seized 2,027 knives from people carrying knives. Now, if somebody has to be carrying a knife into a pub or into a nightclub or when they're going out at night, I don't believe that should be allowed. And I don't believe that that, you know, a mixture of drink and drugs and uh, a row. But it's, a, a it, it's, it's not allowed, though, is it? Because if, if you're carrying a knife in a public place, you can be fined and you can face a prison sentence of up to 12 months. Yeah, but we're having at the moment, Claire, too many people are being injured with knives. Too many people have lost their lives over knives. And I think we need stronger legislation. I don't believe that people should be allowed. And I think there should be stronger sentences. I think there should be bigger fines. And I think that the Gardaí should be given the powers that they need. Okay. And as you know, presently, there is the, uh, presently as you know, there, 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 there's a review group looking at w- ways and means mm. of doing that. And we need to, this to be done quickly. Uh, more and more knives are being carried. I could throw out the figures there for the last number of years, the amount of knives that have been seized. What about the ones that are not being seized and people carrying these knives, people being injured, ruining people's lives and uh, I think it's, you know, it's getting, it's getting too serious now and but we if need you, to if deal you, with it. But if you, if you assault somebody with a knife, you're charged with assault. If you try to kill somebody with a knife, you're, you're charged with attempted murder. So some might argue that the offences are there and the penalties are there. Yeah, but look, at, we need to give more power to the Gardaí in relation to, to seizing knives. I mean, the amount of knives that have been seized on, on, on a weekly, daily, yearly basis, is, it's too serious. And we do, you know, people don't seem to think that, 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 that the law is there, that, 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 that they can carry knives. But the damage that they do with these knives, and I honest, honestly believe we need okay. to give the Gardaí more power and we need to have stronger sentences. And the, the judiciary needs to be given, um, you know, they need to be told that we need stronger sentences for people that are, use knives, carry knives, and right, we Let's see what what, what John Lonergan thinks about all of this. You heard Michael there. He's very concerned about this. And the number of knives on the streets are increasing. We see that from what what the Gardaí are managing to seize year on year. Would tougher sentences, higher penalties work? In in terms of a deterrent, they don't. Um, All the evidence and all the research over the years would would indicate that uh, stiffer sentences only mean more punishment for the individual person who's committed a crime. I have no objection to that, by the way. And it is a consolation to victims because they feel some sense of justice if somebody receives a a long sentence for carrying out a horrific crime. So I don't have anything in in principle against what Michael is saying. The problem I have is that there's, and he mentioned it himself, there's a total lack of awareness amongst young people of the law for First of all, they don't know and they don't understand. I go a lot to secondary schools and I talk to boys because I know young men are particularly vulnerable in, ca- in doing these and committing these types of crimes and are potentially
intentionally committing them. And and so my influence all the time is on deter- is on prevention. You know, when somebody commits a stabbing, there's all the damage is done. The long sentence may uh, you know may, may may compensate in some way to society and to the victim, but the damage has been done. So far more emphasis needs to be put on prevention. Uh, the powers of the Gardaí. The Gardaí already have enough of powers. The difficulty is that they're not proactive in in trying to detect people carrying knives. So my message to young people is never ever bring a dangerous weapon, a knife or any other dangerous weapon on your person when you're leaving home. And we need to have a campaign on that. And I would say that would be far more beneficial in the long term in reducing crime and eliminating victims of crime because that's what it's all about. It's very popular, Claire, to, you know, all the time. I get frustrated sometimes when I hear people constantly looking for longer sentences, longer sentences, uh, as if that was the solution. Uh, and, and ignoring the other part. The other part is far more difficult and that is to raise awareness. And when I go to secondary schools, it's hard to believe, Claire, but more, I could say 95% of, of secondary level students have no idea about the Children's Act, which is a fundamental piece of legislation around this. They have no idea about the, the age of criminal responsibility and they don't know that it's a criminal offence to have a, a weapon on your person or to carry drugs. Mm-hmm. And and I believe that that is where, it's like the, the drink, no driving campaign, the no drink driving campaign. That has been a very successful campaign for young people. Most young people today are very aware of if you drink, you don't drive. And the facts are there yeah. to back that up. And we need a similar type of campaign with knives. Right. Michael, is that too soft for you to go in and uh, into the schools and provide the information as John is doing? No, I, I haven't a problem with that. I think that's a very good idea and it's something that should be done. But what really, uh, John gets frustrated in relation to, you know, people, as he was saying, uh, uh, I suppose young people not knowing what the, what, the, what the law is. I get frustrated when I see people that commit crime and particularly serious crime. And we have solicitors and barristers and uh, free legal aid and people going into the courts and, you know, having all the sympathy in the world for the person that, that has committed the crime, but not to the person that has been, the crime has been committed against. And that is where I f- feel very, strongly about and anyway I don't think you know anybody that carries a knife and carries a knife out a knife out at night or go to a nightclub or uh, uh, carries a knife in the street he's not carrying that for you know what I mean he's not going fishing at that hour of the night he's out to, to commit a crime or he's going to use that knife if, if an occasion arises and I think we need stronger sentences we need to send a very strong message out that knife crime in Ireland is number one it is increasing but anybody that, that commits a knife crime in this country that they will get a very strong sentence and that we won't be giving them all the sympathy, telling the, telling the, the people, or the solicitors in the court, tell them how great they are, and the people that are at home hurt, and their lives destroyed by it, so we need stronger sentences and I, I'm very strong on that, and I hope that the, the, this new committee will be bring in recommendations, mm. and the Minister will but deal with it John quickly. is here telling you that it doesn't work. Isn't that what you're saying, John, the stronger sentences? As a deterrent. I mean, it works in terms of punishment because that's what it is, and, and I, I don't have any empathy or sympathy. But it's not going to stop the 15-year-old from Listen, carrying the knife. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm absolutely certain of this because I discuss it with young people. Young people often, my, my message is, most people, I would say, contrary to what Michael is saying, they're not deliberately bringing a knife to commit a crime. They're often bringing it innocently or they're bringing it because it's the thing to do or, they, or they're bringing it to protect themselves. But because they're in 
position of the knife and then when some incident happens. If you are in possession of a, a dangerous weapon, the likelihood of you using it if it's in your possession is increased a hundredfold. If you never had it in the first place, you couldn't resort to it should you get into difficulty. So a lot, and, and this is where it's so sad that some young people, and especially boys, listen, every parent out there listening uh, at the moment, uh, you know, are pulling, have pulled their hair out. They're gone grey from telling young men, uh, you know, of consequences. But young men, unfortunately, have no concept of consequences. And, and so it's a waste of time telling a boy, a young man, if you do A, this is what's going to happen B. They do it first and then they realise that the damage they've done. So my, my energy would go into prevention, raising awareness and making people conscious that you should be in possession of a knife. The risk of you using it to horrendous, for horrendous, with horrendous consequences, it's greatly increased. And that's the message I think is But did missing. you hear what Michael said there? If you go out with a knife into a nightclub you're not going fishing with the knife and you you know you know that you're aware you're not stupid you know you're, you're, you're bringing that knife with you for a reason yeah no well I actually you used the word clear stupid well I, I'm I, tell, I can vouch for this there's a lot of people in Mount Jai that I met over the years and they were stupid and they did stupid things without thinking without being aware of the consequence and that's what I mean they act impulsively uh, you know I've never met a criminal yet that would sit down before committing the crime and say well now what are the chances of getting caught and what are the consequences if I get caught and what sentences will I get. 90% of crime is committed on impulse. Most prisoners that I ever met always believed that they would never get caught. That was the stupidity part. Mm -hmm. They did get caught and then they paid a big price and it was only when they were serving a 10-year sentence perhaps as as Michael is suggesting along that they began to realise how stupid they were. But it's too late. You already have a victim. You already have a, a whole family or community suffering. So prevention must be the priority. Are you convinced, Michael? No, I'm not. I mean, when you see, and I give you, to give you quick three figures, in 2020, 2,253 knives seized by Gardaí. In 2021, 1,800. In 2022, 2,146. In 2023, 2,027. That's people carrying knives. These are knives that were seized. And many people were carrying knives that didn't use these knives or weren't seized. No, we, we have a problem out there and we need to deal with this problem. And anybody that's carrying a knife, he's not carrying the knife. As I said, if he's going to a nightclub or going out to a pub, he's not going fishing and we need to deal with that and we need to give the Gardaí the power and when these people are brought before the court with the committed crime, they should get very strong sentences because there's a message out there now very clearly is that there's a lot of knives on the streets, there's a lot of people being injured by knives, there's a lot of people getting killed by knives and we did see a multinational company, supermarket last week, selling uh, high powered knives and I think the legislation needs to be changed and knives should not be sold in supermarkets Uh, I think it was uh, uh, I can't think of the name of the knives they were now, but they were the knives that you were going out hunting. Hunting knives is what they were. And that, that's, that they should not be advertised, should not be sold in a supermarket. And I have to say that, that we really need to punish the people that are carrying knives and using knives because the people that are affected by this, some of them are killed. It has an awful knock-on effect but on you're their families. But you're not, you're not against what John is saying. You're not against going in and trying to prevent this happening in the first place. Of course not. I agree with John on that. I mean, I do agree with him on that. I think if anything you can do to prevent crime, and if, if it can be, if somebody can go in, if the Gardaí or, or, or somebody can go into schools and explain to people the effects of, of using a knife, the effects of crime, I have no problem at all with that because we do need to need to do something in relation to knives because there's too okay. many people carrying knives and we need to deal with it. Listen, Michael, can I ask you before we go a, a question on politics because we see today that Paul Kyo now is not going to run in the next election. He's the ninth member of your 
party to announce that he's he's not going to go for it again in the next general election, whenever that might be. Over a quarter now of your elected TDs are out. That's a real headache, isn't it, for your party and for Leo Varadkar? Well, look, there's, there's a lot of people that have given a lot of good service. I want to wish Paul the very best to look. He served the party well. He served well in government and he served the people of Wexford well. And he has made that choice, as other people have. Uh, a lot of people, a long time in Fine Gael, and I suppose they're looking at their futures now. And, of course, they are going to be big losses. These were all, we had some very powerful people that has served the party well, served the country well, and have been ministers in government. But, look, we have a party. We have a lot of young people coming up now. We have a lot of people coming forward for the for the local elections and I have to say the finest quality of men and women coming into mm-hmm. the party now and I have no doubt that many of these people will stand for Fine Gael in the next general election and will do well okay. and you know it's like it's like the Dublin football team you know they went through a small period when they, they, they had to readjust they readjusted and came back and win the All-Ireland so Fine Gael are going to readjust and come back and win the election. Well you have to be ready for the All-Ireland though don't you? Like you can't have this happen in the middle of the All-Ireland campaign Ah, well, we have a lot of uh, young councillors out there. We have a lot of young people, men and women, that want to stand for the party. Uh, The party are talking to these people. And we will have a good team when the general election is called, as we will in the local elections and the European elections. And, you know, we're going through a change at the moment, but that's fine. That happens, you know. And tell me, Michael, will you be talking out yourself? Well, of course I will. At the moment, anyway, I intend to talk out. At the moment, I do. But anyway, uh, I, 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 I'm there now for 30 years and I enjoyed every single day of it and I hope to, to, to talk okay. out. And I hope to be called... And, and what's all this I, at the moment and I hope to? You, you don't sound fully certain. Uh, but Claire, you know what I mean? I, 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 what I'm saying now is I'm standing for the election. That's it for the moment. Okay. And, uh, for and the I moment. We know for the, the for the moment bit there, Michael. No, I tell you, very hard to be this morning. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. Michael Ring, thank you very much. And John Lonergan, thank, thank you for coming in. Take a break. Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.